Okay, so how's that uh, to wake up to? When I say you have no idea what you're in for today, you have no idea what you're in for today. Um, so this is Amy Bishop, and I just met her this morning. Um, but she's super chill, like, she's like awesome, and she brings like a beautiful presence to everything. So um, I really butchered her bio during the first service. So I'm going to take a second crack at it right now. Um, I'm really going to ad-lib it because what I was really drawn into is you do such an amazing job, and she does such an amazing job of really sharing a story and delivering a message, not only through speaking, but also through singing. So you're going to have a ton more singing and a ton more music this morning than we normally have, and I really just want you to sit into that presence. So Amy comes all the way from Calgary. Wow, that's a long ways. Um, <laughs> But she made the trip up today uh, to be with us. So she began her music career, um, you know, when it was campfires and block parties and, and all was well. And wasn't really sure where it was going to go. And obviously being a musician, there's no guarantee. Um, but, you know, as it went and as she kind of broadened her horizons and went into everything uh, and, and kind of went on her own route, um, she ended up making something of it and is uh, doing a wonderful job of it so far. Uh, it, so it's Amy Winehouse, right? Is that, is that what I missed or is it Amy Wine? Is that, or April Wine, what, what is, is it April Wine? I thought it was April Wine House. So I'm just gonna butcher it again for the second time. And um, I, thought I, I, I thought I spelled it wrong. Anyway, so she's had the pleasure of performing alongside of April Wine, Farmer's Daughter, and uh, Chris Cummings. And uh, if you would have seen it, if you tuned into CTV, um, they just, uh, she was actually one of the finalists on their uh, recent episodes, or recent series called The Launch. Um, yeah. Pretty cool, right? Beautiful. So, um, again, she's got a powerful voice, a really uh, distinct way of singing and playing, and she's also been in and around this teaching for a number of years. You can reveal that later, but I'm going to let you take it away. Thank you so much. It's the cry of a baby The whisper in prayer It's voices and laughter mm -hmm. It's the wind in the stillness And the spaces between It's a spark of fire It's the pulse in my veins Moves in as and through me
the truth, it's a knowing. It's our only design. It's eternally growing. It's peace, it's power, connects all to one. As no end, no beginning. It's receiving and giving. I release, I let go. Divine shrugging a shoulder. Ooh, love, love, love. Thank you very much. I'm very grateful to be here. How are you? Uh, well, my name is Amy Bishop, and um, I'm here to tell you that I have been asleep. And then I've been awake. And then I've been asleep again. And then I've been awake, and it's, uh, I must say I prefer being awake, that's nice. But there are beauty in both the sleeping and the awakening. One of the, uh, one of the great things about when you're asleep is you can catch up on the Netflix that you want. So that's a bonus right there. <laughs> and I found that, uh, you know, our bodies need rest. I like to get 7 to 14 hours a day. And um, and there are times when I when I believe that my consciousness might need a rest. Um, it's the times that uh, when I've fallen away from being the Amy that I want to be, the one with God that I am, and and I go into autopilot mode, zombie time. So here's a little bit about me. I'm, uh, I'm the middle child of three, and uh, I'm the only girl, and I'm the smartest and best looking of my siblings. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I experienced a sexual trauma at a young age, and I think I've come to realize that that's when I lost my voice. Not my singing voice, that's, that's uh, always been right at hand, but the idea that I have an idea or a thought that has value. And so being here today is quite the step out of my comfort zone, um, and I'm grateful. I saw Patrick at the Circle of Love in o November? October. And uh, he said, you know, will you come and speak at my center? And I said, no. <laughs> 
And then a fraction of a second passed and I went, no, yes, yes, I will. Because I've decided I am awake and I have something to say. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, then he said, I don't know, a couple hours later, the next time he saw me, he says, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I've been going through a little bit of a metamorphosis in my life, and uh, a catalyst has woken me from my slumber, and I thought, well, being awake, I'm sure that uh, the words will come to surround that title. So, uh, um, anyway, so I learned to believe that what my mind had to offer was not important or worthy of focus, and that I had other gifts. I can please people. I learned that I can make people happy through acts of service. I can make people happy through keeping their secrets um, by being funny and uh, through singing and entertaining. Those are all things that I can do that make me worthy of love. And I love these parts of me. I love being of service. I love laughing with people. I love to sing and entertain. And it's a big part of who I am. It is as Amy in the world, all those things. But I learned to believe that these are the only valuable things about me. Over the years, I've come to realize that if I go to a party where there are strangers, I wish I would have brought my guitar because they don't know how special I am until I sing. It's a hard little comfort zone to get into, or it's not a comfort zone at all. I, I want people to know why I'm special and why they should like me. And, uh, but I have something to say. And, uh, also, come on now. So, uh, but seeking approval, that's how I feel love or felt love. And, uh, if I please you and you approve of me or what I've done or who I'm being, then I can feel loved. When I found Ernest Holmes in the science of mind, I was 18 years old. Yeah. And I was only just moving away from my parents. And I only did it for the money. And uh, I went to a party, and there was a fellow there playing piano, and he, pl he played a song I knew, so I thought, oh, I'll go and sing with him. <laughs> and uh, he said, you got to come and sing at my church. And I said, no. No, thank you. I'm not interested at all, thanks. And then he found me again somewhere else. Can you please come and sing at my church? No. And then he found me again. And somehow he got my phone number, and he called me, and I said, no, you know what, I've, I spent my, my, my whole youth, my childhood going to church, and then when I did something they didn't like, they didn't want me there anymore. I came out of the closet, and they told me that, oh, it's okay to be gay, just don't ever have a partner. Okay. So I stopped going. And he said, I'll pay you $50. <laughs> so I'm 18 years old. That is a lot of beer and cigarettes. And so I said yes. And it took many years for even the slightest bit of the philosophy to drip into my, my, my head. I wasn't willing or open. Until one day, my teacher, Dr. Carol Karn, said... Um, yeah, during my talk, you guys aren't allowed to go outside and smoke anymore. You have to sit right there. And I was like, 
And suddenly, I started to understand and started to learn and started to feel more connected with myself. There's something comforting about knowing that you get to choose your path. And it's a little hard to hear sometimes that where you are is because of who you've been. Some things, anyway. So, but as I got more immersed in the idea that I control my life, um, and that my thoughts and actions lay out the path before me, I began to wake up. And I stretched. And then I would find something that made my heart pound and I would do it. And some things, these, sometimes these things would make the people in, in my life happy. And um, then I was happy because they were happy and I was doing what, something I liked. But if I did something that wasn't quite approved of, especially by my family, I would try and change whatever it was, even if it fed my soul. And I became a very, very experienced chameleon, unwittingly even. I could be the loving child, I could be the obedient daughter, the party singer, uh, whatever it was that I was asked to do, I would do. And sometimes with resentment, sometimes with joy, and often not knowing if I even wanted to be doing it. I just felt I should. And the thing is, people have a way of shooting all over you if you let them. Um, to my partners, I could be a loving spouse. I could be obedient, of course, and uh, I could give gifts. I could be a listener. I could compromise. And you name it, I would become it. And if my partner wanted something, then I wanted to give it to them. I wanted to go out of my way to make them happy. And every, I felt my purpose in life was to do everything to gain the approval of the people who were in my life at any cost. I will give you anything you want if you just tell me I matter. Tell me I matter. And you know what the price was? Me. Every time I would pour myself into someone else's mold, I gave a part of myself away. And I'd fall asleep, and autopilot would engage. And it was a very common way for me to exist. And again and again and again, it had been my path. I'd repeat the pattern, and it was beautiful, and it was hard, and it was heartbreaking, and it was all mine. But it brought me here, and so I'm grateful. I live in guilt for a long time. So, you know, I've been asleep for so long. What am I doing? And I realized, wait, I'm awake now. Let's be in the awake. See what that feels like. And be grateful for the rest. So as Daniel told you, I was on a television show last year. It's uh, Canada's Next Top Model, and uh, I came in second. I was on the launch, and um, it was very exciting. And uh, Nikki Six was my mentor. And it's funny because the night before I met him, one of the producers came into my dressing room and said, okay, so tomorrow you're going to meet your mentor. His name is Nikki Six. And I was like, oh, I had no idea who Nikki Six was. 
I knew of Motley Crue, and as soon as they said Motley Crue, I was like, oh, okay. So uh, <clears throat> I met him. I was really scared because I had my stereotype in my head of what this rock star was going to be like. And he's a nice guy. I spoke to the vocal coach before I met him or the other two mentors and said, I'm a little nervous because sometimes the way I speak might come across as a little bit, I don't know, airy-fairy or, you know, like I kind of, I'll speak from a spiritual place a lot. And she said, that's how they speak. I was like, oh, it gave me permission to just be myself. So when I came out, I sang my first song and Nikki Six said, I'm trying to think of a negative and I can't, I can't think of one. Can you tell me something that has been negative for you in your path? And I came up with about 50 lies in my head. And then the truth popped out of my mouth, which is, I believe the thing that's gotten in the way of my success the most is that my belief that my body gets in the way of my success. And I said, um, it's not a true belief anymore because I'm here. I wouldn't be here in front of you if... I had that belief, but that is what has gotten in my way. And Nikki Six said, you know what, you can be a hero. There are more people in the world who look or feel like you than there are people like Taylor Swift or Katy Perry or Miley Cyrus or any number of skinny bitches. And uh, I'm paraphrasing. But he said, I want to hear that song. Can you, can you write a song like that? So I went home and I put pen to page, and uh, this is what I came up with. And actually, before I, um, after I wrote it, I sent it to him, and he took a while to get back to me. I don't know who he thinks he is. And, uh, and he loved it, and he gave me some suggestions on maybe how to make it more powerful. And, and so anyway, here's a song. was a little girl ripped in two cause of something no grown man should ever do so I built a wall pound by pound little girl lost lost girl never found shed my skin free myself from all the lies that chained me to this hell shed my skin Free myself, hey, it's a brand new day. Now the time has come to be really real. Face the anger I was too afraid to feel. Take a breath, feel the sting. Let go of the reasons why I'm too fat to be seen. Shed my skin, free myself from all the lies that chain me to this hell. Shed my skin, free myself. Hey, it's a brand new day. Brand new day. Gravity, you'll feel my power, then come running straight to me. I am a force like wind and rain. Hey, hey, 
Thank you for so much. Excuse me. I tried to swallow through my trachea. I haven't mastered that yet. So I'm here to tell you about being awake, so I'll tell you a little story about me. It's all about me, really. So I have been in the same relationship for 22 years with three different people. (laughs) And in every relationship, I have uh, given myself away. I feel unheard, I feel less than, I feel like I don't matter. Each relationship had uh, varying degrees of intensity, but the result was the same each time. I was unhappy, lost, I didn't feel valued. I felt unheard, and it's over. The thing is, it's not over. It wasn't over. The relationship was over, but my experience of it remained. I separated from my partner, Angie, in October. And we're, we're doing good. Um, and the greatest gift I received from that loss is the realis- realization that the only common thread in all 22 years of relationships is me. I was present through all of them. Present, maybe not but I took part in, in each relationship. And uh, I was like, wait, maybe the way I show up in relationships is uh, what's causing my experience. Whether it be romantic or otherwise, the way I show up is what's causing the way I experience a relationship. What an epiphany. My brain exploded. Wait a second, I thought back to my worst relationship and I blamed my partner for my misery. If only she did this, if only she heard me. Oh, it sucks when you realize it's not their fault. (laughs) I never thought that I could be the problem, if there's a problem, you know. But my partners have always been very surprised when the relationship is over. 
But we're so good together. We're in love. It's wonderful. I'm like, where the heck were you during this whole relationship that you think it was wonderful? Apparently, they did not live in my brain. Because how would they know I was unhappy if I wasn't telling them I was unhappy? How would they know the relationship wasn't working for me if every time they needed or wanted something, I became that thing they needed or wanted? That'd be a great relationship to be in, wouldn't it? If if you always had your needs met and you always felt loved and cared for and the center of the world, that would be a great relationship to be in. And that was the relationship that my partners were in. And that was the relationship they thought I was in because I never shared with them that I was unhappy. How are they supposed to know the relationship isn't working if it's working for them? What a brain twister. When Angie and I split up, she said, you know, the person that you are isn't the person that I fell in love with. And she took blame for the changes I had made over the years. And I had to say to her, it's not your fault. I've come to realize that if you ask me to pour myself into this mold without knowing it, I will do it and unwittingly lie to you, let you think that that's what I want. Because then you'll approve of me, and that's how I feel love. So, of course, my partners were surprised that it was over. I'm constantly giving myself away and feeling more than I give, the more valuable I might be for them. (sighs) Being a chameleon is hard. Being yourself is hard, too. That's what I'm finding. It was easier for me to be a chameleon because that's my neural pathway. That's what I'm used to. But to do something that I want just for me, that's a challenge sometimes. I'm sure many people have felt that way, that you can just sort of pour yourself into whatever life is in front of you. And when, you first, when I first start a relationship and that happens, I'm very happy to do that. And then later, I, 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 I'm not. I feel stifled. <clears throat> so, after an Angie and I split up, I just kept going over in my mind the things I wish I had done differently. I wish I had stood in my power. I wish I had spoken what really meant something to me. I wish I had had enough confidence in the beauty within my skin to share it with the person who I loved so deeply. So I wrote a song about that. Because uh, There's no point in wishing you could change something from the past except for to use it as a catalyst to create right now. I'm getting sparkle fingers back there. That's perfect. I wish I had memorized your hands Or the lines that framed your smile I wish I had breathed in every moment When your lips touched mine I wish I had spoken more from love And listened without guessing 
focus less on hurt and a little more on blessings regrets so useless but it's real the sweet ache of loving you is an ache I'm glad to feel wish I had shared more of myself not try to fit you like a glove but that part of us is over what's left behind is love it's time to show the world I'm a one in a million one shine my light gonna outshine the sun time to do the things and make my heart fly make my blood run it's time now to do the things I wish I'd done wish I'd been a better mother soothe my inner child let go of my anger and let my heart run wild wish I had been a better friend and a better friend to me wish I had been more present and jumped in with both feet but regrets so useless but it's here and the time has come to let go of everything I fear it's time to claim me I am and not try to fit into a mold and realize I'm precious too valued to be sold it's time to show the world I'm a one in a million one shine my light gonna outshine the sun it's time to do the things that make my heart fly make my blood run it's time now to do the things I wish I'd done. Dance in the firelight, love with all my might. So naked at midnight, that's what I'm gonna do. Be grateful and be kind, say what's on my mind. Cause I can't hit rewind. shine my light I'm gonna outshine the sun time to do the things that make my heart fly make my blood run it's time now to do the things I wish I'd done So I'm 45 now, and uh, I don't know why that happened to me, but uh, I'm just kidding. I like being 45. Um, but I've decided to live my life for me, knowing that when I do that, everything unfolds perfectly. But it's not always easy. Uh, 
I'll be in thought and I'll just find myself trying to wrap my head around how my parents are going to react to something I've decided. How my friends might see that behavior. You know, and uh, I'll stay there for a little bit and then try and snap myself out of it and realize that the only people who matter are myself and my children. These have got to be the priorities now. And it's a challenge to stop caring what other people think. When it comes to music, I, I don't have that block. I figure if I like to sing it, you're probably going to like to hear it. Maybe not. We're going to do tiptoe through the tulips in a little bit. We'll see how you react to that. But, uh, but as, uh, you know, with this new life that I've, that I've uh, created, I walk into my house, and I'm, I'm in my 40s, in my living room, Almost every shelf has got some sort of Lego creation on it. Those are my knickknacks. And it makes me smile. I walk in my house and my inner child is like, (laughs) and it's really nice to hear her laugh. It's really nice to play. My children and I do um, Lego Christmas Village every year. They put out something new, the firehouse, the bakery, Santa's workshop, whatever. This year's the firehouse. And so we set up all the old ones, and then we do the new one. And I swear my living room looks like Christmas came in and puked there. It's just (laughs) Christmas Lego everywhere, anywhere that a light can be fixed without putting a hole in the wall. There's a light. (laughs) I have a little remote control, and I just go click, click, click. And then I sit there. I feel like it's Christmas Eve all the time. And uh, being awake to me is uh, taking charge, taking charge of my life. I've been in this philosophy for many years. I got my practitioner's license in 2015. And I still find myself falling asleep and waking up. And... uh, Little things always remain. You know, I know not to blame. I know to look inward and and see where changes need to be made. But I still fall asleep and let life sort of take me where it it goes. And uh, as I said, sometimes it's hard to let go of the guilt of that, letting letting go of my power. But uh, I have to know that... Wherever I am on my path is the right place. And that not every path, probably no other path looks like mine. And if you're walking on my path, it's strewn with Lego pieces, so you might want to watch your step. There's more than one road to every destination There's more than one path to any place you go In the clearest way for me might be the wrong road for you 
different paths but you get to choose cause there's more than one road more than one road there's more than one road to get you where you're going We are all unique expressions of an ever-present spirit. It's in all that we have and in every voice we hear it. There is only one life but how you live that's your decision be carried along or you can choose to have a vision cause there's more than one road more than one road there's more than one road to get you where you're going And it isn't how you get there that's the measure of your worth. For there are as many paths to God as there are people on this earth. There's more than one road. More than one road. So I'm learning to express without apologizing. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's very Canadian, I think. I saw this meme that said, Canada's gonna take over the world, then you'll all be sorry. And, uh, you know, as I said, the hardest part for me is, is that maybe not everybody's going to accept what I have to offer. And I have to be okay with that. I know for the people who are in my circles of my life, if I love you, I will love you. Even if you tick me off. Even if you do something that I just don't understand, I will love you. And I have to come to the understanding that I am worthy of that as well. I may make decisions that you may not like. And that's okay. It's up to you to live in that discomfort if you want to. And I can be free to live my life. It's a big thing. It's a, it's a, it's a path that I've trod 
many years. It's it's uh, it's the, tra- the path most traveled for me. But it's really exciting to sort of trundle through the weeds and find a new path. And the thing that makes it easier is knowing that we're all made of the same stuff. We're all made of the cosmic... I don't know how to spell that, but feel free to quote me if you'd like. (laughs) Closer than a heartbeat Closer than the breath in your lungs Closer even still Than the pulse within your veins I am, I am, I am Closer than a lover or a child I'm part of every person, kind and wise I am everything you are I'm the wish and I'm the star I am, I am, I am I'm the oak that's climbing skyward I'm a dandelion seed Every broken heart, every good deed Every kind word spoken, every tear that's cried, I'm that little whisper that won't be denied. and truth and love lasting peace I am everything you see I am you and you are me I am I am I am Spirit, the one mind I am laughter, I am divine I am, I am, I am I am, I am, I am I am, I am
So, I have lots of work to do. It's exciting. But being awake gives me uh, so many reasons to be grateful. When I'm awake, I see the world through love-colored glasses. And uh, blessings are revealed to me everywhere I lurk, everywhere I turn. I look for them. I see the blessing. Last week, my cat decided to go a little bit crazy in the night, get here running around their house, chirping, and flinging things. And I go downstairs, and I stepped on a piece of Lego. I keep saying Lego because they're my sponsor. And... uh, I stepped on a piece of Lego and it hurt, but it made me think of my cat and of my kids. And it was this little Superman Lego piece with no head and it made me laugh. And I'm like, what a blessing. Somehow there was dryer lint everywhere too. I don't know. Call before you come over, is what I'm saying. And when I'm, gra- when I'm living in gratitude, I don't fall asleep because there's too much to be awake for. And I get to live in a world of hallelujah. And that was my very graceful segue into my last song. Thank you for being such a great and wonderful audience. And uh, I hope to see you out in the world again. Namaste. took the name in vain But I didn't even know the name And if I did Tell me what's it to you Cause there's a blaze of light In every word it does And what you heard Hallelujah. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me this morning. <laughs>